Hello, I am Lori Wondra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wondra, and thank you for listening. Let's talk about moon energy. Moon is all about our emotion. It is the feminine energy versus the sun as being the masculine energy. The sun tends to drive drive or motivation pushes us where the moon is more feeling and emotion, draws intuition, helps us release. But have you heard of a full moon hangover? Since full moons can be an emotional experience that we all deal with every single month. The energy is strongest right around when they occur. And usually that's the day before, then the day of, and the day after. So we have three days of this extra push and this pressure that we feel. However, the impact of the full moons can last for really up to two weeks before and after, starting even with the previous new moon and lasting until the next new moon. And this period can bring on what has been in more recent times become known or called the full moon hangover. We'll usually feel the full moon hangover starting a few days before and for a week after the full moon. Depending on what the full moon is doing for you personally and what other astrology signs you have going on, this may last longer, but in general, it's about a week and a half long. I know that feels like it's the entire month we're impacted by the moon, but that's also how important and how strong the moon energy is. So why is the moon so forceful on us? Well, The moon on earth helps to control or move the tides. We think of the ocean and when the tides are in and out, that's moon energy. Our bodies are over 75% water. So we feel in our physical bodies, we feel the energy of the moon and the emotions are also felt because of the movement within our own physical being but also because the earth is so impacted. We think about all the water that we have here on earth and how that's ebbing and flowing or moving. We feel this movement. And so moon energy is all about fluidity, flow, emotions, going with the flow or trying to go against it. Let's go a little bit deeper in what are full moons. A full moon occurs when the transit or moving The sun and the moon are exactly opposite one another in the zodiac, so they oppose each other. And as I mentioned earlier, the sun represents that drive, the push, growth, or the masculine energy. The moon represents intuition, feeling, and of course, our emotions. Now, a new moon, that's when the skies are dark. And on a full moon, the moon is at its pinnacle of energy. Its brightness and the energy are meant to illuminate what has been hidden in the darkness. It lights our path. With the sun and the moon at opposition, this puts our ego needs and desires, the desires is the sun, at odds with our emotional needs, which is the moon. Hence, this being a highly emotional astrology event. Emotions run strong and drive us. They're a compass. They inspire us, motivate us, but also can cloud our judgment and skew logic. 
full moons occur roughly every four weeks, and we experience 12 to 13 full moons every year. The most emotional full moons are the ones that are in the water sign. So that would be Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Full moons are a time to reap what you've sown, and you can make great progress with what you've worked hard with and been smart about. And you may see some setbacks with what you've not invested in or something that you need to change. That's the illumination of the moon. It's harvest time, though. It's often used to harvest plants for sacred oils and ceremonies. It's believed the plants respond to the energy of the moon and release or open up more at this time, making blooms and harvest more bountiful as well as healthier for the plants. But the full moon for us as humans, it's about releasing. And sometimes we hold our emotions, so it would be very normal for us too to open up and want to release those things that are maybe pent up or need to be released. Moon cycles can be followed for ceremony, for starting things, ending things, releasing. But there's also a following for when to perform surgeries or have certain surgeries or not. There's a great website if you want to take a peek at where the cycles of the moon are and the recommendations there on surgery, no surgery, and the body parts that are impacted. That website is mooncalendar.astro-seek.com mooncalendar.astro-seek.com. But there's also beliefs that moon phases influence your future hair growth and the appearance. So depending on our needs, it recommends that we should cut our hair during a specific moon phase. Now, there's no scientific proof that this is real, but as we have nothing to lose by following these guidelines, we can try it and see what it does. I do happen to believe that because the body responds so much to the moon energy, there is some truth to these cycles. So for example, in a new moon, when the moon is not visible and the skies are dark, it's not advised to get a haircut. The belief is that this is not a good period where haircuts can be recommended as it's considered to be a phase of the moon that could be quite damaging to the hair and where it could create a weakening of the hair fibers and the potential for greater hair loss. The belief is if you want your hair to grow much faster and gain strength, you'll need to cut your hair during the waxing moon phase. That's when you see a half moon in the sky. It's an ideal period for cutting the tips of hair, getting rid of split ends, and improving the capillary structure in general. But the full moon is the perfect phase to undergo a considerable haircut. If your hair is too damaged, mistreated, and brittle, and has a lifeless look, this is the best time for a makeover. To have a haircut during full moon encourages it to grow with more health, abundance, brightness, and strength. And the last quarter, well, getting a haircut on a waning crescent lunar phase is probably the best choice for women or men who have large amounts of hair with so much volume that it may at times become annoying. By cutting hair on a crescent moon, it will grow slower and will maintain the shape of your hairstyle longer. And I had mentioned earlier there are recommendations for when and when not to have surgery or undergo physical body treatments. There's not only a dependent on the cycle of the moon that the moon is in, but also what astrology sign the moon is moving through. So for example, Aries rules, Aries ruled body parts, and those are the head, the brain, the eyes, the face, and the muscles. So it's recommended not to 
manipulate those parts of the body when there is a full moon in that sign of Aries. Taurus rules the neck, throat, thyroid, gland, your larynx, chin, lower jaw, ears, tongue, vocal cords, jugular veins, and tonsils. And Gemini is ruled by your hands, fingers, arms, shoulders, upper ribs, lungs, bronchial tract, thymus gland, nerves, and nervous system, and so on. And so just take a peek at that site that I mentioned earlier if you are curious about what moon cycles are ruled during a particular astrology sign. But the moon represents emotions. And I want to get back to talking about emotions. So when the moon is moving through a water astrology sign, such as Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, the emotional energy will be kicked up quite a bit. The full moon hangover is strongest with full moon in water signs. And we're coming into that in the summer. So in May... We have a total lunar eclipse on May 16th, and that's in Scorpio. That's a water sign. So this one is going to be packed full of emotionally charged energy. And we can prepare for that. We can be ready for that. We can help to help balance that energy as we move through the month of May. Because remember, it's quite a big time span that we feel this energy. We can equally feel the push of energy of the other astrology elementals. So for example, the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So when the moon moves through those signs, we get more of ignition and drive and this push to get moving or to finish something or in the full moon situation to release something we've been holding on to. Earth signs, those are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And during a full moon, when the moon is moving through those signs, we tend to want to lay low rest. It's a good time to analyze all the details or do the deep dive before we take action. And air signs, those are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And sometimes the full moon brings in the energy of confusion, but it also helps us with communication. We experience greater creativity and ideas. And of course, I've mentioned the water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. That's all about emotions, processing, inward contemplation. So let's talk about what are the full moon hangover symptoms. Well, number one, it's feeling exhausted. Probably the most common full moon hangover symptom is exhaustion. With the strong emotional energy messing with us, this drains us not only emotionally, but mentally, physically, and spiritually, as well as just simply making us extra tired. A cancer full moon makes that even stronger since cancer can link to sleep along with Pisces. We likely need to make extra time for rest over the time when the moon is in the sign of cancer. The trouble is, we usually have a harder time sleeping with full moons. We're just tossing and turning all night long. That's part because the body's responding to the energy. And every problems we think we have seems to roll around in our minds. So this is just going to make us more tired when we're trying to sleep and we can't sleep. And the emotions and the full moon energy is all crashing in on us. Number two of the sign of a hangover, a full moon hangover, is experiencing negative emotions. Another full moon hangover symptom is being more negative and subjective. We can get stuck in our emotions and this prevents us from seeing the big picture. It's all just bad 
and we want to throw it all in and we want to lay down and almost have a little tantrum. Speaking of which, that's another full moon hangover symptom is that emotional outburst. This tends to be more of a problem with the things that have already been building up. It's like this pressure cooker in us. It builds and builds and builds, getting to us in any way and every way possible. And then suddenly, popping open. If anything has been shoved down or shoved away or hidden, it can come bursting out with a full moon. And that's the illumination part, the fullness, the pinnacle of the energy of the the moon. We can get emotional and get so stuck in it that we don't see anything outside our own perspectives. We definitely need to take a step back and not give in to the desire to just blow and to maybe step away from a situation and come back to it later. So how do we manage this full moon hangover energy? Well, first of all, rest. As I mentioned, rest is incredibly important. So make sure you're getting plenty of sleep. Even if you're not actually sleeping, just lay down, close your eyes, shut off your brain for a few minutes. Whenever you can squeeze it in, responsibly, of course, just take a break. Comfort and familiarity can go a long way. So you may want to stick to the people who support you best and the places where you feel most comfortable. Stepping outside of your comfort zone during a full moon might just add to the emotions, especially during the full moon cycles. And if you're unsure of the best way to comfort yourself, look to your natal moon, which shows you what you need for emotional stability. And I will go through those here at the end. If you're really overwhelmed by emotions, you likely need to dig deeper inside yourself to find the root cause because it's probably not whatever external stuff you think it is. Get to your core and face the real problem. That full moon is shining an illuminating light upon you. So it's pushing you to go deeper, not surface stuff. Initially, facing the real problem might increase your emotional energy even more. But once you get through the initial stage, you can work through and gain understanding and finally put some of this behind you. Knowing is power. Bigger problems might take some more time, a lot longer than just a few weeks, but You can build on your progress throughout the next year. And we work in cycles. So what you don't deal with is just going to come back and you get to deal with it again. Or if you want to go deeper, if you didn't go as deep as the universe wants you to do, you're going to get that chance again. Abundant emotions with your full moon hangover may also show you what is unhealthy for you and what does need to be released. And that's the power of the full moon. Oftentimes I see people posting that it's a time to put your rocks out and cleanse your rocks and release the things that you no longer need. But the full moons are really meant to go deep. It's excellent time for clearing you energetically and not being afraid to go into the emotional things. I'm not talking about cleaning your closets or cleaning your house or dusting things off. I'm talking about going into some of the core things that you have that you've been holding on to. Those places that you haven't wanted to really look, this is what the universe is pushing you to do. So let's run through the moon signs. You can look online. Astro.com is a great free website that you can 
type in your birth information and find out what your sun sign is, your rising sign, and your moon sign. Those three things really build a good foundation to help you understand more about yourself. Moon is about emotions, so knowing what your moon sign is, meaning where was the moon, in what sign was the moon when you were born, really will give you some insight into how you work emotionally. So let's dive in. Moon signs. If your moon is in Aries, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as very strong-willed, assertive, and a direct soul. Fortrightness and independence are important to you in your moment-to-moment reality. You would likely be a person who enjoys leadership. A little bit more on the serious side, a lot of drive in the moon, not a lot of emotions in that Aries. It's more about the movement for you. Taurus, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as a soul with a strong value system who will always be able to identify what resources are available at every moment of your reality. You are likely to have a stable self-worth and be strongly attracted to money or in some form of the things that make you feel stable. You will always strive for self-reliance and self-sufficiency. You have a hard time asking for help. Gemini, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as a curious, knowledge-seeking, and diverse soul who will always be exploring the vast wonders of life. You are likely to be a great communicator with very logically oriented by nature. You connect with anything in nature and you feel best probably when you're in nature. Cancer, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as a soft, sensitive, nurturing soul who prioritizes safety and security. You are likely to have a very strong need for belonging and connectedness. Your home is your castle and your family are the most important people in your life. Relationships are equally important to you. Leo, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as self-expressive, creative, a playful soul who enjoys spontaneity and not to forget being the center of attention. You likely are to enjoy a party more than most and especially your birthday. You are an adult who never grows up and that's why children love you, but so do adults. You want everyone to be happy. So you might be more energy sensitive for those that are experiencing tough times in their life. Virgo, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as perfection seeking and critical, but all for the betterment of yourself and the world around you. You don't do change for the sake of change. You love to be of service to others and you're likely to find great joy in healing mentoring, and exploring different ways of doing things and being more practical. Libra, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as a fairness-seeking, harmonious soul who's working to create balance in the world. The sign is the scales in your sign. You're likely to be seeking your soulmate as you will feel incomplete without a balanced relationship. You need people to help you stay and be in balance. You are an incredible, strong presence. You're aware of others and their realities. And so that's why that balance in relationship is so important to you. 
Having somebody in your life that's off balance is going to quickly throw you off balance. That includes emotions. Scorpio, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as a truth-seeking, intense soul who is wanting deep honesty, yearning for trust, and psychological truth. You're likely to be attracted to empowering ideas, and you can easily identify your own as well as others' weaknesses. That's a gift you have. You are not afraid to go deep. Sagittarius, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as an explorer of universal truth, searching for experience expanding ideas, and understanding things intuitively. You are seeking answers to the big questions in life. You don't like to be superficial. You are a natural philosopher. And Capricorn, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as an authentic, authoritative, mature, respectful soul who will always be hardworking and responsible. You are likely to be very, very ambitious with a strong drive for the resulting respect and recognition. And Aquarius, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as an innovative, future-oriented thinker who demands individuation. You are likely to have a desire to recondition the rigid structures within our reality. You require individuality and freedom in every moment of your reality. It's important to you to have like-minded souls in your life. And Pisces, with the placement of the moon here, you inwardly identify yourself as an extremely sensitive, all-loving soul who can connect to anything and anyone. You're likely to be forgetful and somewhat spacey sometimes, and you will naturally be drawn to altered states of consciousness. You naturally understand the importance of flowing with and surrendering to the greater reality. And as I mentioned, knowing where your moon was at the time that you were born will give you greater insight into your emotional state, your emotional being. But also when the moon moves through these astrology signs will also give you some insight as to the energy that we're pressing up against. And we have some pretty powerful full moons in 2022. April's full moon is in Libra and that's all about balance. But what we need to be aware of in April is we have the solar eclipse. So that's the masculine, the sun energy, and that's in Taurus, and that's at the end of April. So that archetype of Taurus is I have. And so we begin to look at the energies between what I have and how do I balance with what I have with what I think I should have. We move into May, May 16th. That full moon is in Scorpio, and that's going to push us into desire. So we take the April-May energies, and this is all about what I have, how do I balance what I have to what I think I desire? And that's that that May energy. And then in June, we have Sagittarius full moon, and that's I aim. So we start to aim towards something different in our life. July 13th, that's in Capricorn in the archetype as I use. So as we're getting, coming from the Sagittarius energy into the Capricorn energy, those things that we aim at, we're now being challenged to actually use. If the universe gives us things, the universe always wants us to use things. And I think that's what July is going to be for us. August is Aquarius. That's the archetype I know. September is in Pisces, and that's what I believe. So we're back and forth in this August-September energy of what I know and what I believe. And then comes Aries, full moon in October with the I am. So we're going to go through a personal adjustment again here at the end of the year. 
as we go into then another eclipse in November. That's in Taurus again. That's a lunar eclipse. And again, Taurus as I have. So after we go through the fall of what I know, what I believe I know, and the adjustment of who I am based on that, now we come back into what I have and how I'm going to use it. And we end the year December 8th with a full moon in Gemini about what we think. And that's a great time to end the year because we go into this time of how, what do I think about where I've been this last year? And we begin to make the adjustments before we go into 2023. So when we talk about the full moon, don't let the emotions frustrate you. Emotions are part of our compass. Don't let that fact that you're working on the foundation of what you want to build better is coming into play for you in 2022. Sometimes the likeliness of what we've experienced in the past year weighs heavy on us and it holds us back. But the full moons are meant to help us assess those things that maybe are weighing down our energy field and then being able to talk about them, communicate about them, and certainly release them and create that space. So in summary, just some quick tips on how to manage full moon hangover effects. Number one, get lots of rest. Stick to your comfort zone. Get to the root cause of what might be making you emotional. And don't be afraid to go there and dive deep. Surround yourself by the people that can support you to be able to go deep. The things that you trust, the people or the places that you trust. Do a cleansing ritual to clear your energy. That might be as simple as taking a bath or getting in some Epsom salt. might be a little fire ceremony. It might be writing down the things that you want to release. It might be a meditation. It doesn't have to be a certain thing, but do something specific to you or what feels good to you just to remove the energy. And then begin to allow yourself to work on some foundational goals. Think about how to expand your goals for that next phase, the new moon that's coming in. This will help you understand what you're feeling and why you might be feeling that. And that in turn allows you to be more connected to your subconscious. Good luck with your full moon hangover. Make some notes of what you want to do during this full moon and how this energy can help push you forward. Because again, the moon is all about being in the flow. It's all about the illumination, the ignition, the things to release. So try not to be too hard on yourself. Do what you're capable of doing and know that the universe is going to show you what else. This is Lori Wunter of Your Life Core. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wundra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.com yourlifecore.com